believe. He said, I will send my terror ahead of you. I'm throwing to confusion every nation you encounter, every problem. The Lord is throwing it into confusion. Every gathering of a heat of hell, the Lord said, I will scatter them before you. Yes, he said, I will make all, na- all your enemies turn their back and run away from you. So we want to lift up our voice this morning and say, Lord, thank you for your word. Thank you for your promise, Lord. Let your blessings come upon my food and water this morning, Lord God. Take away sicknesses and disease. For everyone that is sick this morning, the Lord said, I'm taking away that sickness from you. As long as you're here, wherever you are, wherever your family is, the Lord is saying, I will take away sickness and disease from among you. He said, none shall be barren. For that land that is barren, the Lord will say, even in the wilderness, Lord God, he said, I will grow, 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 grow great and mighty things in your prayer. Lift up your voice this morning and worship the Lord. My God and my King, Lord, we give you glory, we give you praise. We thank you for your word, Lord God, for you have said, Father, Lord God, that your blessings will come upon our food and water. Lord, we receive your blessings this morning. We receive your blessings this morning, Lord God. We destroy every form of sickness, every form of sickness, Lord. You say, will you take away from us, Lord God? We curse, Lord God, the spirit of cancer. We curse, Lord God, the spirit of depression. We take away every sickness, Lord God, from among our children, Lord God. We destroy Down syndrome. We destroy autism in the mighty name of Jesus. Lift up your voice and pray and pray and pray. Pray for your children. Pray for your spouses, Lord God. Destroy every spirit of sickness, Lord God. Destroy every spirit of rebellion. My God and my King, Lord, let your blessings come upon our food and water, Lord. This morning, Lord God, as we give thanks to you, Lord God, let your blessings fall upon heaven, Lord God. Let it come down mightily in this church. Let it come down mightily in Christ's faith tabernacle. This morning, my God and my King, Lord God, we stand upon your word. We stand upon your word. Lord, let your word, Lord God, bring manifestation. Let your word bring harvest in our lives, Lord God, as you increase our faith in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord God. Lord, we pray. Father, Lord God, Lord, honor your word, Lord God. Honor your word in your temple this morning. Lord, we pray in the mighty name of Jesus. We give you glory. We give you thanks. We thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Hallelujah. I just want us to continue speaking in tongues, thanking God for this beautiful Thanksgiving service. Begin to speak in the language of the heaven. In Jesus' name, we cannot, in Jesus' name, we cannot thank God enough. Our God has been good. I want you to think about the beginning of the year to, to today. I know a neighbor who went through 31st, he was not sick, entered into first and then quickly exit. So if you and I are here this morning, I just want to say thank, thank God from the bottom of your heart. Think about any scripture, Psalm 104, enter his court with thanksgiving. Psalm 13 says, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. Begin to exalt the name of the Lord. Father, we just want to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the breath of life. Thank you for the opportunity to stand before your throne of grace. Thank you for life. Thank you for Jesus. The book of Colossians, Jesus has come to cancel every written code that stood against me, that stood against my home church with all its legal demands and nailed it on the cross. Jesus rescued me to 
you into his marvelous light. The book of Revelation 5 says, nobody was worthy to break the scroll. But this morning, I want to tell you, the lion of the tribe of David, the root of David is here. Oh my God, that's so tired. Father, we just want to say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the tests and trials. Thank you for the blessings bestowed. Thank you for all you have done, all you are yet to do. We want to say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for the minister. Thank you for utterance. The peace of the earth rise up. The gather together against the Lord and his anointed. Now, Lord, let us break their chain and destroy their shackles. This morning we say thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn our Bibles to Ezekiel chapter 37 from verse 1 to 4. The Bible says, The hand of the Lord was on me and brought me out by the Spirit. It then goes on in verse 4 to say that he asked me, Son of man, can these bones live, I said. Sovereign Lord, you alone know. Then he said to me, prophesy to these bones and say to them, dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. As I was walking in this morning, God said, you are privileged to be in a house where you hear the word of the Lord. But what about my souls? So I want us to prophesy into areas of our life where when we were first saved, we had the urgency. The, vigorate, the reinvigoration to preach the gospel, to do the things that we did when we were first saved. And I want us to prophesy into areas of our life where the things we used to do, that Lord in this service, do it. Change our lives so that we can do those things we did before. Because there's no point of us coming here, serving our Lord, and souls are not being saved. So I want us to prophesy into our lives. I want us to prophesy into our streets. I want us to prophesy into our neighbors, into the lives of our colleagues. And we ask that Lord Heavenly Jesus, save souls and Lord Jesus, reinvigorate our spirit to win souls in the name of Jesus. Let us begin to pray. Lord Heavenly Jesus, every dry bone, Father, that means everything that is dry in our life, oh God, including, oh God, our ability, oh Father, to preach your gospel. Lord Jesus, we prophesy, O Father, and ask, O God, change, O Father, our nature, O God. Change our appetite, O Father, for your souls, O God. Change, O Father, Lord Jesus, our appetite for winning souls, O God. Lord Jesus, help us to do the things we did before. Lord Jesus says in your word in Revelation 2 from 4 4 to 5, that Lord Heavenly Jesus, it says, O Father, see how far you have fallen. Now do the things that you first did. Lord, give us the grace in this service to do the things we first did when we were saved, oh God. Lord Jesus, give us the grace to do the things that we did when we first accepted you, oh God. Lord Jesus, give us the grace, oh God. Give us the grace, oh God. Lord Jesus, we pray, oh God, heaven, oh Father, every inability, oh Father, Lord Jesus, to speak your word, your gospel. Lord Jesus, when we're on the train, when we're on the buses, Father, when we are walking, Father, give us the grace in the name of Jesus. Father, we prophesy into the lives of our neighbors. Father, into the lives of our colleagues. Father, we pray, use us as vessels, oh God. Help us not to be afraid, oh God. Lord, through this service, change us. Change us. Change us. In the yes, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, of Lord, we pray for you, God, by the power of your Holy Spirit, oh God. As we come here this morning, change us, oh Father, Lord God. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. I want to take my scripture this morning from the book of Luke, 
chapter 11 verse 9. It says, so Jesus speaking, he says, so I say to you, ask and will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. I want us to pray this morning to ask the Lord. We have come to um, the last Sunday of the month, which is our overcomers. We're going to open our heart to the Lord this morning and ask for His grace to come upon us. We're going to pray for the, ex- the Bible says the expectation of the righteous will not be cut off. The reason that you are here, you're going to ask the Lord this morning, Father, I'm in this place. I expect to receive from you. I open my heart to you. I open my soul to you. Speak to me this morning. Through this altar, reveal yourself to me this morning. Let's, start, let's lift up our voice and pray. Our God and King, we pray for you. Lord Jesus, you say, ask of God and it shall be given. Oh God of mercy, this morning we ask of God for your unction. We ask of God for your presence. We ask of God for your glory. We ask of God for your power. We ask of God for the perfect spirit of God to move in this place this morning. Yes, Lord God, we ask of God for the cloud of God of your glory. The Bible says, God, the, the glory of the Lord fill the temple. My God and King, we pray for you this morning, oh God. We come with a heart of expectation, oh God, to celebrate, oh God, and to give you thanks, oh Father, for all that you have done unto us, for us, oh God. So we pray this morning, let your prophetic cloud, oh God, take over this auditorium, oh God, by the power of your Holy Spirit. Lord God, we release ourselves to you, spirit, soul, and body, oh God, of glory and mercy. Yes, Lord God, we pray for you this morning, oh God, that through the mouth of your servant, oh God, word of God of encouragement, we come. Word of God of glory, mercy, of admonition, we come. Word of God of glory, mercy, of hope, we come this morning. Yes, Yes, Lord God of glory and mercy. Yes, Lord, we pray this morning. The hopeless will receive hope, oh God. The sick will receive the healing, oh God. Yes, Lord God, the blind will see this morning. My God and King, we pray. The Bible said, no one come to you and remember the same. My God and King, we are come to you, oh God, because we believe in you, because we trust in you. And you said to ask, oh God, this morning. We ask for your glory. We ask for your mercy. You said to seek, oh God. Yes, Lord God, Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Oh God, the heart that is troubled this morning. Yes, Lord God, I seek you this morning. Let the fund of God the solace in their souls. My God and King, we pray, we pray, we pray. Open doors, of God, this morning for insight and revelation. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for that which you will do in our midst this morning. To you be all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name. Ephesians 1, verse 3. Praise be to God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We thank God for the spiritual blessings that manifest into the physical. We know that when God spoke to Abraham, he said, I have made you. He didn't say, I'm going to make you. It took 25 years to come to pass, but he said, I have. God has already done it. So I want us to begin to thank God for that which God has already done. And begin to thank God that we will not block that blessings from manifesting into the physical. Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. We bless you, Lord God. Father, Lord God, because you have done it. Lord God, you have blessed us with all. Lord God, the things that eyes have not seen, you have blessed us with. The things that ears have not heard, you have blessed us with. The things that have not come into the imagination of men, you have blessed us with. Father, Lord God, our plans, Lord God, they are simple compared to the death 
destiny that you have provided for us. Lord God, our thoughts, oh Lord God, they are low compared to that which you have unto us, Lord God. Father, Lord God, your word says that we have your mind, Lord God. We have the mind of Christ, oh Lord God. Father, Lord God, we thank you, Lord God. Father, Lord God, because you are continually blessing us. You are continually blessing us. We are not cursed, Lord God. We are not cursed, but we are blessed, oh Lord. Father, we worship you. Lord God, we give you all glory and praise, Lord God. Lord God, your blessings are manifold. We give you praise, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise, 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 praise. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. God is good. You know why we are praising? Because you are alive. There are many that started this year, they are no more. But your life, as people that have the life of God in them, I say, Praise the Lord! Hallelujah! We are the overcomers. As overcomers, let the praise of God not cease in our hearts. Let us continue to release His praise like never before. Say, Come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. For the Lord is the great God, the great King above all the gods. In his hands are the depths of the earth, and the mountain peaks belong to him. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands form the dry land. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Today, says your neighbor. Today, today. if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Do not harden your heart. Hallelujah. With this in mind, this morning. With an uplifted hand, let's read the book of Psalm 24. The earth is the Lord's, and the fullness thereof, the world and all that dwell therein. For he had founded it upon the seas, and established it upon the waters. Who shall ascend the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who does not lift up his heart towards us, nor swear deceitfully. He shall receive blessings from the Lord and vindication from God his Savior. Such is the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face, O God of Jacob. Selah. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, you ancient doors, that the King of glory may come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord Almighty. He is the King of glory. Amen. Psalm 145. I will exalt you, my God, the King. I will praise your name forever and ever. Every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. His greatness no one can fathom. 
One generation will commend your works to another. They will tell of your mighty acts. They will speak of the glorious splendor of your majesty. And I will meditate on your wonderful works. They will tell of the power of your awesome works. And I will proclaim your great deeds. They will celebrate your abundant goodness and joyfully sing of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. All you have made will praise you, O Lord. Your saints will extol you. They will tell of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might so that all men may know of your mighty acts and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures through all generations. The Lord is faithful to all his promises, and loving towards all he has made. The Lord upholds all those who fall, and lifts up all who are bowed down. The eyes of all look to you, and you give them their food at the proper time. You open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in all his ways and loving towards all he has made. The Lord is near to all who call on him, to all who call on him in truth. He fulfills the desires of those who fear him. He hears their cry and saves them. The Lord watches over all who love him, but all the wicked he will destroy. My mouth will speak in praise of the Lord. Let every creature praise his holy name forever and ever. Amen.
of your mind and with all of your soul and if possible with all of your being. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah.
seeing every one of you. I'm happy seeing you because I have a great assurance that you're on the right path. That's the path of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I just came from a raid in Nigeria. And I knew what I saw in the church global of Nigeria. And my soul was soared. When I looked at the people, so many people gathering every Sunday in gatherings with the intention to worship the Lord that they do not know. And sorrow hit my heart. You know, the Bible says when Jesus saw the crowd, he was sorry for them. He had compassion on them. And immediately, as I was having this sorrow, asking myself, who will go and tell them? Thank you. The Lord reflected you to me. Now, let me tell you, I'm not preaching yet. The generation of the youth of Christ with Tabernacle will turn the world around. <laughs> and the Lord reminded me of the promise He made to us this year. That in this year, he will release wealth and power. And the Lord said to me that he has set the fate of CFT already on the path of wealth. And it reflected my mind to see how this church, both young and old, have accelerated academically. Where in Christ with Tabernacle, if you say you have first, first class in your degree, it becomes like a normal life. And how the Lord had upgraded also the place whereby anybody who did master's degree and have distinction, it looks like a normal life. Because several people are forced and several people have this distinction. And the children who left primary school, A-stars, the one who had A-stars, a 10 A-stars and 1B, was sad because he had that 1B. And these are kids. And he level don't talk about it. So the Lord said to me that he reminded me and reflected my mind. He has given success to you. He has set you up in various professions. And also, I was reminded the speed of acceleration of our youths in secular world, in this house. And then the Lord reminded me that, but those youths did not compromise their faith. You won't see a boy who plots his hair in CFT among our youths. You won't see a boy who puts earrings in their ears. You won't see a woman who has ankle chain. You won't see a boy or a woman or a man or a woman who wore torn jeans. When something is meant for mad people, sensible men don't wear it. You won't see any of my youths who are wrecked by the devil behaving ungodly and unseemly you will see a youth who are normal not abnormal but very successful satan is sleeping when god is moving this house forward 
and now in a short time which is the new era coming in united kingdom we begin to see members of this house brewed by god filled with the holy spirit sit in the house of parliament among the youths now let me say this to you also the lord gave me a reflection of the old ones and of course many of our youths too when i say youth youth in this church is less than 30 but youth in the united nations is about uh, is it 45 whatever but when i look at those in their 30s in their 40s in their 50s who are in business i i mean god gave me the reflection i saw that you have been establishing businesses in this house we have all knowledge that mortal man need to have for them to be successful in life is present here as i'm talking to you we didn't have issues that we are praying for one of the members of the church to be released from prison neither did we hear of any uh, um, uh, any member who has a lawsuit because he was taken among the criminals but we, we see some of us who are sitting down filed up in judicial system to become judges in the future people who are lawyers who are who are very competent and on their way to the to the place of judges and our medical doctors engineers young ones chartered some of them are becoming fellow even at a young age so in this house god had fulfilled the first part which is the part to make us prosper prosperity in cft is a testimony but it's not a new new thing every month people testify in their jobs when people are jobless and all manners of stuff is going on, people are regretting and losing their jobs. No, here, you are getting better jobs, you are moving forward and stuff. So now, the era you have come into, or era you have come into, is now the era of power. Today is the last Sunday of January. Can I say to you, all my youths, if you are 45, 49 downwards, If you have, because you know some of you are graduating from youth, I don't want you to feel complacent. I will have put it to 70 downwards, so, so that everybody will wake up. <laughs> hey, may I am a youth, am I not a youth? Hallelujah forevermore. You only need to take me to the boxing ring, you will see that Apostle Williams is still as constant as others there. Now listen to the voice of heaven. What I'm saying is this. The area we have gotten tonight is the area of power, which the Lord has spoken to me. And this is the last Sunday of January, which means by next week we are in the month that CFT was born, 34 years ago. So and the Lord told me this, as I have made you prosperous in the things of the world, I will empower you greatly in the things of God. Am I talking to you? And I want to say this, the Lord told me to encourage you. Don't be detracted. You have a destiny in the United Kingdom. A time will come that the government of this nation, record me and write it down, will come to us and ask us in the secret, do you have children we can put in trusted positions? And it's coming very shortly. Very shortly. 
A time will come that you go to an interview, a high-level interview, and when they discuss with you and they discover that you are from Christ's Tabernacle, the topic will change in your interview. Because the word of God can never be broken. You will not be among those who will go for a contract and somebody will be saying that, do we consider? They will be saying that, what other things can you do after you have given you this? This is what the Spirit of the Lord does when people are obedient unto the voice of heaven. I will teach you more things from February. I will be talking to you about the Spirit of God upon this house from the month of February. But for now, I want you to celebrate what God has done. If you think, if you know how to think, you know how to stand. At least you all come to the Overcomers Night. You hear testimonies every day. Alright? And we also know one another. You know, especially those of you are youths, you know what God has done for you and to you. How God has placed you in strategic position in the city of London. You have become a formidable force in the United Kingdom. In the economy of this country, Christ with tabernacle will matter. Amen. Am I talking to you? Yes, that is so because you love the Lord and walk in His ways. And you do not compromise your Christian faith. The knowledge that comes out of this pulpit to you, you make use of it. That is why this is happening to you. And I stand before God and man. Nothing will shipwreck any one of you. Yeah. Satan will have no hiding place in any life here. Yeah. The Bible says in the book of Second Chronicles chapter 20, 20, 26. Look at verse 4 and verse 5. I haven't preached. I'm just telling you what. I'm, I've just come from Nigeria. On a read. What do you say? Shall we read this together? No, let's go from verse 3. So that those who don't know that story will know it. What does verse 3 say? Uzziah was. Mm-hmm. And then. Read it again. He did. <laughs> One more time. <laughs> so a Christian who does what is right in the law, in the eyes of the Lord, is ever prosperity. There's no such a thing as curse in his life. So then what did God do? What is the next thing? He says he did what was right in the eyes of the Lord just as his father did. And then the next one. Repeat that as long. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> One more time, as long as I saw the Lord, God gave me success. As long as Christ made tabernacle, saw the Lord, God gave... Where they discriminate, discriminate against people, you will be exonerated. That's what he's saying. They will say, come and rule over us. Those who discriminate against others for their color. Hallelujah. 
The Bible says, if the man's way pleases God, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. We don't have problem about success, how to be successful. We only have problem with what to do with it. <laughs> Am I talking to you? Uh-huh. But you understand? That man sought God as his father did. And that man sought God under his spiritual father who instructed him not gimmicks. He didn't instruct him what he wants to hear. He's not, his father, his spiritual father, was not the man who, who instructed what the world is saying. He says something different, but it's what heaven is saying. That's what you get in Christ with tabernacle. Somebody say amen. amen. And as long as he sought God under Zerikariah, God gave him success. Amen. What am I teaching you today, this morning? I'm talking about your new identity in Christ. New, your new identity in Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Something will shift over your life in this meeting. You came here today, you will not go empty. Look at the book of Second Chronicles. It's Corinthians, that's where we started the, the, the topic yesterday. Second Corinthians 5.17. Shall we read this together, please? Therefore, if anyone... Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Let's go on. All these... Uh-huh. Yes, the next verse, please. Then And the next verse. Somebody say amen. amen. If you are watching me on the television for the first time, or if you are one of those who are always keen to this program, I want to tell you this, that I am led by the Spirit of God to start to address some issues in Christendom. And part of the issues will correct the erroneous teachings that many believers have been given, which has become a deterrent to their prospect as God has ordained. If you give your heart to this teaching, I want to check the scriptures exactly as it is, I will deliver it to you. And of course, I have living testimonies all around me in this auditorium who can testify by their practical life that this word is true. There are some voices that have been speaking in the church of God. One of the voices talks about generational curses and say, Christians after being born again need to be delivered from generational curse. I beg to differ. It's a lie from the pit of hell. And I will take you through scriptures that tells you that. And there's another doctrine that have been flying about now. They call altars. And they say that, um, you know, Christians can be bound by the altars of their forefathers. I want to tell you that those teachings come from the devil. 
And if you want to confirm that, in the book of First Corinthians, Timothy chapter 4 verse 1, it says, the Spirit clearly says that in the later times, some will abandon the faith and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. That scripture tells you and I that in the last days, which is now, some pulpits will teach doctrines of demons. Of course, also it implies that some churches will be invaded by those who are non-Christians, but they are walking by the spirit of Satan to deceive those who are standing. Now, there is just one medication for deception. It's true knowledge. That's the medication for deception. Now, the reason why those two spirits have succeeded in the church global is this. A lot of churches do not teach people about Jesus. And if you do not know Jesus, you can never discover your identity in Jesus Christ. A lot of people have become so need-minded, seeker-friendly. They want crowds and things like that. And so they will say everything that their itching ears want to hear. And so, if you fall in line with such churches that do not really reveal who Christ is to you, to the place whereby your knowledge of Christ is so sound that Lucifer, if he appears physically, he is not able to deceive you, then I want you to rethink. <clears throat> there are many information I will give in this period, but I'm sure that for today's Sunday, we, we will go brief and then we will start, we'll continue on this lecture on the 1st and the 2nd and the 3rd of February. Now, those doctrines that Satan will in, in, inspire in the church, Paul said here, they will come in two categories. They will come through teachings that are demonic inspired by demons and we know that there are three spirits that speak into human being the spirit of the man the spirit of god and the spirit of the devil and we understand too that jesus said it in the book of matthew don't go to that just leave this 24 verse 4 it says watch out that you are not deceived i think i've done a lecture here to help you understand the distinct the, the distinction between deception and delusion if you can go back to my, my tapes, you can look at this deception and delusion. A person deceived can be helped, but a person deluded cannot be helped. That's the distinction between deception and delusion. And somebody who has been deluded have graduated from deception into the realm where no one can help him. It has become his pattern of life. But somebody who is being deceived is misappropriation of information or purported to be true. That is what leads to deception. Now, come along with me in this journey. The first scripture that we have looked at, which is 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. I read it again. Therefore, if any man is in, anyone is in Christ, Jesus is a new creation or a new species. And it says, the old has gone. The King James Version says, old things are passed away and all things have become new. However, there are people who take the doctrine and tell you when you are born again that, you know, when you are born again, but you still need deliverance. If you understand literary English... I believe that this contra that opinion contravenes the reason world. 
The written word says that old things are passed away, all things have become new. So how can someone tell you that, no, no, all things have not become new, and the old things are still hanging on you? Consider that. Now look at what it went further to say. Somebody will say that, but why are many people in the Christendom leaning on believing that the old still linger, or leaning on believing that not everything is new really, there are some things that need to be renewed. And by so develop doctrines to give activities purportedly to destroy the old things that still linger, and also to help you manifest the new things that are new. And they put that in the name of deliverance. Now, I'm going to look at this scripture and expound this scripture. We want to look at really what did the death of Jesus do? If you and I can understand what the death of Jesus did, then anybody who accepts Jesus can understand where do I stand, by the way. I will together now. But before we look at that, I will say... If someone asked me that, but apostles, all these people went to Bible school, or some of them went to Bible school, but why? they are ministers of God, but why did they not understand? The Bible says that mystery belongs to God, and things revealed belong to us. Deuteronomy 28, 28. In verse 8, it says, All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. Anybody who is academically inclined, I want to follow what I'm teaching by academic knowledge only. For the general people, don't worry if I can say some jargon, which is intellectual jargon, don't worry, I will explain it to you. Because see, it provokes my spirit. It is like wasting of assets of the most holy God. It is like reducing the death of Jesus Christ to nothing. It is not for joke that God sent his son to the earth. It is for freedom that Christ set us free. And Galatians tells us that. We will look at this. Jesus said, come unto me all you who labor and are heavy laden. And you will find rest for your soul. But someone is telling me that no, 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 no. After I have come to Jesus, I don't have rest. Somebody needs to deliver me for me to have that rest. <clears throat> Am I talking to you? The reason why it is so is because it's mystery of God. No one can understand the mystery of God unless by the Holy Spirit of God. You can be highly educated and have all the PhDs and all over the world, your name is renowned. But that doesn't give you understanding of mystery. Because all what we read in academics is because we read somebody's what somebody wrote. There is nobody who got into academics and just brought something and a born in the womb. We only study what other people have written and then we have opinions that may differ from what they have said. I also decided to give myself to that fully. And I'm not going to stop in the field of intellectualism until I'm dead. Am I talking to you? So, but you see, mystery is not something that you read from somebody. It is seen that is hidden by God in the heart of God, which God reveals only to those who have the mind of Christ. And someone says to me, like, you know all these pastors don't have the mind of Christ? Come on, let me tell you, many of them are not even born again. They're just not even born again. They thought that pre- preaching the word of God is a career profession. It's not a means to, 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 to earn livelihood, no. 
you may be remunerated if you are full time. But we don't preach the gospel because somebody is bankrupt somewhere, somebody is jobless somewhere, somebody is a failure somewhere. You try everything, you are failed, and then you want to come and teach Bible. You want to come and lead people to success. A man who does not know road to success can never show the people where to get success. And so if you look at the disciples of Jesus Christ, everyone was a successful person in whatever they were doing. Am I talking to you? The mystery of God cannot be understood by carnal mind. Neither can any intellectual understand it. But this salvation of new creation is a mystery. And let me just prove the mystery very briefly and then we move forward. Because I have a number of few points to indicate to you which will be good for mind to go and research and understand. But you will understand basically within the next five minutes what I'm talking about. It says, all this is from God. Who reconciled us? He, he, he reconciled us. That is, you know, we have been alienated before and then God now reconciled. Yes? And of course, all of us know that it is Adamic sin that alienated us. For in Adam, all men sinned. Okay? But then God wants to reconcile us through only one means, Jesus Christ. So anybody who does not believe in Jesus can never be reconciled to God. Period. And then he went further to say, and he gave to us the ministry of reconciliation. No one can lead people to Father, the Father, except you are born of God. Are we together? Come on, our church, answer me. Beautiful. You will see right things down now. <laughs> That's interesting. And it says, for these people who God has ordained to be reconcilers, there is a qualification you must have. Verse 19. Let's read verse 19 together. The Do you see your qualification? These people are people that God does not count their sins against them. Did you see that there? No, God was reconciling the world. Not just forgetting their sin. Blotting out their transgression. Completely. Taking away before God. A holy God cannot see sin. So for him to see a mortal man who, has, who is a sinner... He can only see that man through the blood of Jesus. And if you pass through the blood of Jesus, a sinner before the blood, after the blood, a righteous man. God cannot see sin. So if you and I were sinners, he can see us. The Bible says that God decided to just blot out your sins and my sins through the blood of Jesus Christ. And so, he now made us, he now committed the ministry he began, which is the ministry of reconciling the world to himself. He now committed it to you and I, who are called the saints of God. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. I want you to know who you truly are. <laughs> Devil can mess you up. I have defiled every fear in ministry. Physically. I have. <laughs> and what may be defined is because I just know the word of God. In my meetings across, I was in Jamaica when, when they came, when Yadis came in and shot people to dead in my crusade, just before my crusade started. In the front of my crusade, I asked for the, the head of the Yadis. 24 hours he was with me. 
And soldiers were afraid of him. He, they have AK-47. Excuse me. You can only die once. You can't die twice. Excuse me, somebody. But they that know their God shall be what? Strong. They will do exploit. When the guy came to me, I spoke with him. 30 minutes, his head fell on my shoulder, sobbing like a baby. And that was the end of Yadi. Nigeria, they said, there's a forbidden forest. I went to the forbidden forest. All demons ran away from the forbidden forest. They decided, let us kill him by the money when they called a bird, put a spirit in the bird, go kill him. Holy Ghost spoke to me, looked at the bird, I commanded life out of the bird, he came down dead. I don't have a problem with RSPCA on this. Okay, because by law, I've not, I've not done anything wrong. If somebody accuses me that bird, I possibly, why did you command life out of the bird? My answer would be, why did the bird answer that instruction? That's, I'm not guilty of the death of the bird. I told the bird that I command life out of you and he voluntarily, <laughs> under law, decided to obey. Of course, if it's turned, that bird will die, of course, sometime. Isn't it? And so if the bird did not get some devils into him, it did not allow them to induce demons in him, why should he obey the instruction of death? Come on, let me say this to you. I'm saying this because you need to know who you are before God. The reason why you are qualified to stand before God and speak on behalf of God so that you can reconcile others, every one of you born of God, is because God does not see you as sinful anymore. Do we have more to prove in this scripture? Yes, please. If you look at our scripture, verse 9, it says, And God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. <clears throat> if you need deliverance, how can you deliver others? You cannot have message committed to you by God, and that God did not deliver you, and he left you with demons, and then assigned you to go and deliver others. How can that be? What earned you the position that God has assigned you is salvation through the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ only. That's all. That's all you need to do. Accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And all these things should be yours. But if you say you want to accept Jesus, it has to be a sincere acceptance of Christ. It cannot be a profession. It has to be an acceptance that comes from, from, from confession of your sins. It has to be somebody who is fed up of all this world system and you want something new. And you discover that nothing is fulfilling, but there is something that you need. And that thing you need is Jesus Christ. Regardless of your academic status, it doesn't matter. Am I talking to you? Satan don't want you to know this so that he can continue to oppress you. Why should you wake up in the morning and in the night you cannot sleep fine? Come on now, come on now, come on now. There are people who wake up and sleep like babies. It is by the blood of Jesus Christ. What is called Holy Spirit is what gives you such. If Holy Spirit of God lives in you, you will rise up. It says in the book of Psalm 2 verse 8, I, I will lie down and sleep in peace, for you alone make me dwell in safety. Listen to me. There is so much in Jesus Christ. If somebody says I've been disappointed by churches, that's why you are hearing this message. Check it with what those churches have preached to you. That's why you are disappointed. False hope leads to disappointment. It leads to frustration. But we are evidence that here we hear the truth. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
The result shows that we hear the truth. For therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For in Christ Jesus is the Lord Spirit of life set me free from love, sin and death. Okay, let's go back. Let me finish establishing this. February will be great for you. I heard the voice of the maker of heaven and earth. I saw the wind coming from the bosom of the Father, rushing towards the earth. I saw the souls of men lifting their hands up before the living one. And I saw fire, flakes of fire, penetrating through the wind and falling upon the souls of men. In a short time in the globe, I saw a conflagration of people refined by the fire of the Most Holy One. People that chains cannot bind. People that fetters cannot hold bound. People that yokes cannot hinder. They broke through the walls of the devil for the liberty and harvest of this world. You are part of them. My eyes have seen the King of glory, the eternal one who lives forever and ever, the one who sits in the seat of judgments that no one can question. His robe in majesty and holiness, white garment is his robe. Out of him called from the, from the altar is fire. He judges with sword in his tongue, and his judgment is true and trustworthy. He sits encircling the, uh, uh, enthroned the circle of the world, and the world is his footstool. I can see, I can see joy from the heart of the Father that at last the time has come for my sons on earth to manifest. Amen. And you will be part of those children of God. Amen. The scripture cannot be broken, it says to me, verse 20. No wonder. Shall we read what verse 20 says together? We are therefore. Say it to yourself. I am therefore. Say it again. I, I can hear you. Finish. Whether you stand among men. Whether you stand in your leg hall. Whether you stand among business people or not. You dictate the time. Because you are God's ambassadors. Whether you go to the forest of the devil or you confront those who are worshipping idols and, and, and bandits. Come on now. Take your stand. You are Christ. And I... <laughs> That's what you are. Woe to the man who says you need deliverance. God cannot send an ambassador that man will deliver. It's not that kind of God. If America sent an ambassador, he give him soldiers. The most sophisticated soldier to protect him. And he makes sure that his house that he's living is barricaded with, with, with protection. How much more the God of heaven. The God must say in the scriptures, the angel of the Lord encamped around who? His ambassadors. <laughs> to do what? To protect them. Is it not written in Hebrew 1.14? Are not all angels, ministering spirits, sent to serve his ambassadors? You only need to be one of them. 
All this nonsense deliverance they are doing for people who should go out and bust the head of, of the devil. Keep them bound in one religion and begin to tell them nonsense. It should stop in the church of God. These guys are supposed to be on the street casting out devils. You are Christ's ambassadors. That's what you are. Which means that you carry the authority of heaven. Excuse me. I say it means you carry the authority of heaven. You remember when I taught you about powers and authority? You have two dimensions of authority. You have actual authority and ostensible authority. So if you're an ambassador, you have actual authority, which is what is written in your, in your definition of purpose. But you have ostensible authority, which arises by virtue of your seat. And acting in both authority, you don't need to refer back to your shareholders. Hmm? If you're a director of company, that's what you carry. You don't need to go back to God and ask God. That's why Jesus said that whatever you bind, I bind. He didn't say, whatever you bind with my permission. He withdrew his permission and gave it to you. Because you are his ambassador. You are his authority on earth. That's what Christians need to be taught. And, and help them to understand this. From childhood. An ambassador don't misbehave. Ambassador don't join the, 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 the culture of the country where you are. No. You protect the integrity and the culture of the country that you represent. This is what believers need to know. You are separated from the people in the world. You are not part of them. You cannot follow their ways. You can't walk in their system. You cannot dance their dance. You cannot sing their song. Because you represent a kingdom of God. Who you are. And you, can, you have the authority to freeze anything on earth. You have the authority to lose anyone that is born on earth. Paul says... Those who are soldiers who entangle themselves with civilian affairs will never satisfy their commanding officer. Come on now. Know who you are in Christ. And you will not be tossed around by all these deceivers who Satan speaks through your lips. People who will be saying deliverance, they can't go to the evil forest. I saw them in Nigeria. So many forests in Nigeria where they kill human beings and, and sell their body parts. And you call yourself deliverance minister, you can't enter that forest to go and meet those people and get them out of that nonsense. Shame on them. Lie to the people of God. But you will know the truth. And the truth shall what? He will set you running, man. Come on. You ambassadors of Christ. I love that. I'm just about... 15 minutes more. It says, As though God were making his appeal through us, we implore you, all of you who believe in Christ, on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. Hallelujah, somebody. Be reconciled. If someone says to me that, have some people who have come to see you can say, Apostle, I, I know God can use you to deliver me. I said, deliver you from what? I have demons scratching my body. Yeah. I said, uh, you are not a man of God. Mm-hmm. Are you born again? He said, yes, I'm born again. I said, what did the Bible say about your body? He said, presenting your body as a living sacrifice unto who? Unto God. 
So if you present your body to God, it's not your business who scratch it. Am I talking sense? No, no, no. If you own your body, if they scratch it, then you, are, you can go to the uh, uh, doctor and Dr. Digini. They can help you with the one who scratched. They can put, I don't know whether I will die or something that will die it anyway. They give good name to that you die. It dies any scratch. But if you present your body to God, I will see a demon that can go to God and take that body from God and scratch it. Excuse me. Whoever you present your body to determines what happened to your physical body. Someone said to me, recently in Nigeria, I think one of the, one of the cases that came to me was about somebody who is a prayer warrior. And he just said, ah, that scratching thing is true. I slept and they scratched me. I said, it's not a prayer warrior. I said, because, yeah, it's not, it's not a prayer warrior. You know, th- there are many prayers, prayer warrior. There are some prayer warriors who said that you must read an altar for prayer. Which altar? You have heard that before? You have this problem, raise an altar. Nonsense. Which altar? Which, where do you see it in the Bible? How many times did Jesus raise such altar? How many times did the apostle, just one time, show me the Bible. If Paul was going about raising altar, he would not have done the first missionary journey. Which altar are they raising? Listen to me. Oh, you have to go to one mountain to pray. Which mountain? Before you read the mountain, Satan will have killed the person that you are going to the mountain for. Excuse me. When Jesus Christ says that, and lo, I am with you always, and Jesus said, wherever two or three are gathered in my name, I shall be. When Jesus said in the book of John 4 to that woman of Samaria that, he said, you people worship God on this mountain, but the time has come that you will no longer go to the mountain, but the time has come that the worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for such the Father seeketh, not those who go to mountain, God is seeking. Don't you know how many hours it takes to go to the mountain? Somebody else will have commanded the name of Jesus and preserve will come. You know, we have a lot of formalities that we put around ourselves to make us feel that we are doing something tangible. But we've forgotten that the God we serve, He uses the intangible things to make a fool of tangibles. I will end up by helping you, introducing you to the gates of two things that you and I will now dwell on further. So this scripture tells me that God is making his appeal through us and that we should be reconciled to God. So Christians, you cannot dance worldly music because they are given by demons. Whether I believe it or not, it's not my business. I came from a demonic family, satanic family. And you have heard on the, on the, on the YouTube, you go and check a rock and roll people born again. They tell you on the YouTube how they, they took blood covenant with Satan. They sold their soul to Satan. And they tell you how Satan, demons, give them lyrics and all this song that you make your head boo, boo, boo. When you go to party, you start singing, boo, boo, ba, boo, ba. And your head is going like this. That's how the demons are dancing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Until they possess all of them and they begin to rave, rave all over the whole place. They lose their mind. Amen. A Christian should not sing devil's song. Because every devil's song is a worship to the devil. All these athlete musicians, you have them in your, in your shelf. Demons are there in your house. Your prayer can't take them out because they have right to be there. 
Be reconciled to God. When you accept Jesus Christ, the things of the world should fade away from you completely. Knowing fully well, you and I, when we were in the world, we knew we were messengers of Satan by default. How can you now be pleased by what they do in the world? And you do those things and expect that you know, grace will abound? It's impossible. It means that you are not in the kingdom. A person who is in the kingdom is an ambassador of God. He must be reconciled to God every day. Reconciliation. Reconciliation. In a few days now, if you don't do your, your account in London, they will find you, isn't it? They will find you, isn't it? I think by, by the end of January, if you, if you, if you don't hear, don't, don't say that you didn't hear. I am representing the government of the United Kingdom and telling you that. If you don't get your tax return done by the 30th of January, it's inevitable that you will have to pay some fine. You see, because you did not reconcile, you see? No reconciliation. If you are a Christian in, the, in England and every month you just spend money as they come, by the end of the month or quarter of the month, you are bankrupt because you did not reconcile, you see? So reconciliation is putting your life in line with what the requirements of God says. And then taking out all the garbage in your life and then filling them by righteousness. That's reconciliation. If only reconciliation with British government, if you don't do it, they will, they will find you with um, some big money. How much more with God? You cannot claim to be an ambassador of God and you show up in every event of the devil. Who are you representing? Are you representing God there? If you call me to a party and the moment they turn that devil's songs, I pack my bag and baggage and I'm gone. Because the air of righteousness must not hear chanting. I, I came from those stuff. My family, my ancestors worship Satan. I know the songs. When I'm hearing lyrics of the devil, I just pack my bag and baggage and I'm gone. You have praise and worship, you didn't sing it in the house. Your child became polluted by demons and you are praying for him. You are the one who is guilty of wrecking the life of the child. Or you buy them all these games of Pokemon or this one that's no Pokemon. Don't you understand this thing that demonic? I'll go and check the book of symbols. You have book of symbols that will show you all the satanic symbols. Or go Google. You know, the world is now easy. Google satanic symbols and you see them... Is the, it instantly it will download and check all those symbols and see the one you have in your house. Then no one, no problem, no one, no, no, no one that thinks that you don't expect it's happening to you. Am I talking to you? Ambassadors must reconcile to their base. Okay, eight more minutes. But let me finish establishing. I think this is what God wants you to do. I have established to you who you are. Righteousness of God. Read it to yourself. Let the person know it. God made him to be seen for me. Uh huh. Yes. The righteousness of God. Brother, you are not saying it. You are not saying it. Say it. We do it again because of you. All right, shall we say it again? God made him. Yeah. Satan will not make your mouth silent when God is speaking to you. Let me tell you. Dr. Digini, how old is your marriage today? 30 years. 
is this month. You have married this beautiful lady. Did you use your mouth to ask her for marriage? You did. Did you say yes? So by your word, these children came out. So when you read the word of God, something is bad inside you. Am I talking to you? I'm not just asking them for a joke. Look, every employment you had came by a word, reasoning on the word. The power in the word is so mighty. If an intelligent man can become foolish by confessing, I am foolish daily. It takes only 21 days from intellectual research. Similarly, a foolish man can become intelligent by confessing it 21 days by research. He will change totally. So when you are told to read the word of God to yourself, come on, it's an opportunity to make yourself something. That's why the Bible says, Blessed are those who read aloud the word of this prophecy. Let's read that scripture to, again with boldness. God made Jesus who had no sin. Yes? Who are you then? Who are you then? Woe to he who said different to you. How can the righteousness of God need deliverance of man? What mouth does he have? What mouth does he have? He say, a person says that all, all your problem is because of your ancestral nonsense. Nonsense. They even didn't see Satan before. They don't know what devil is, what demons are. In my family, we, do, we didn't think about Satan. We watched him face to face. He appeared. That's where I was born. You see, when he when likes a Christian, he pains my heart so much that these guys have no intellectual knowledge. Neither do they have even Bible knowledge. They don't even have experience of the devil. And the one who claimed that he was delivered from Satan, but he holds their view, is because he's bankrupt in the knowledge of God. My father told me, when you turn your back to the devil, don't look back. This is you. If you look at this place, it says, God made Jesus Christ to, be your, to take your place in sin. Yes? Yes? And that is why you have the legal right to be the righteousness of God. So, no wonder, nobody can say that we are conducting deliverance for you from sin. Yes? Now, I want to show you two things that Jesus took your place. It's not only in sin. Jesus took your place. Look at Galatians chapter 3 verse 13. We're going to read it together. Shall we? No, no, no. Read it to yourself. Christ redeemed me. Uh Uh-huh. Stop. In the Corinthians, he became sin. And you gain righteousness. Yes? Come and answer me, child. I'm going to stop now. You must understand this before we stop. That scripture tells you that Jesus became sin so that you and I, who are sinful, really sinful, we are sinful, you know, can become what? Righteousness. So we earned the position of Jesus when Jesus took our position in sin. Isn't it? That is very, very logical straight. I was here and somebody was there. And that is Jesus. 
He was a righteous man. I am a sinner condemned. And before they pronounced my judgment for condemnation, he just came into the, the, into, the, into the cubicle and he just said that, look, I'll take care of it. And he took my position and then I now take his position. So when I take his position, the Bible tells me that, oh, the father said, look at the righteousness. Oh, my righteousness. And the one who is condemned now is Jesus Christ, but not me. If they sentence him to any sentence, it is him who they sentence because he had taken my place already. And look at that Galatians 2. He says that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse. So, here am I, curse. My father was cursed, my grandfather, who can talk? Some of that time I talked to you about my grandfather. You need not know my family, you will run away from me. If you meet me on the road, you will cross the road. If you knew what my ancestors were, and I always say to the Scotland Yard, God saved Scotland Yard, because if, if I was born in, in that stuff in Africa before I came to England, ah, <laughs> you don't understand what I say. I just spoke in tongues, you know, you, you Englishman. Now, let me say this to you. <laughs> I will have become headache for Scotland Yard, for the church of God. Everybody has become headache for them, because I will have been in the devil. So, this Bible says now, all those things that my forefather did, my mother, forefather, my mother did. They are hanging on me, and I'm here carrying all the load. And Jesus saw me on the cross and said, "Why do you carry this load? Give me your load." I gave it to him. He took my place. I'm cursed. He's not. I took his place. I'm free. So he now is cursed. Jesus is now cursed, but I took his place. I'm free. He 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 paid the debt he did not owe. I owe the debt I could not pay. Now, how can someone now tell me in this new kingdom that I'm free, that I still need to be delivered? Delivered from what? Delivered from that man who said, I need deliverance. Delivered from his lies. What, why did God do that? Jesus took our place in sin. Result, we became righteousness of God. Then he now took our place in curse. Why? Verse 14. Read why here. He redeemed us in order that. Did you read there that by faith I may receive curse of my father? Woe to those who say that. shaking like leaves because they have no power to kill it's the only one who has power to kill is god who created you and i it is god who created you and i and you know we are lucky and fortunate i would say but more than lucky to be fortunate more than lucky that we are his was saints on earth anybody who touches you touch the eye stretch your hands to alfred god will open his mouth and bite your hand 
<laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Excuse me now. So, for curses, for sin, Jesus took your place so you become righteousness of God, not by deliverance. For curses, Jesus took your place so that the blessing of Abraham will come upon you. I'm going to continue on the force at 7 p.m. Make sure you don't miss it. Let's rise up together and we're going to read together a conclusion of the matter which is Romans chapter 8 verse 1 to verse 3. Shall we read it together? Therefore Say it again. There is no more condemnation. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Read it the cathedral way. Why? Where you stop. Memorize this. If anybody tells you nonsense about curses, read it to him. If anybody tells you that maybe it is your sin that is causing your punishment, read it to him. Those who are in the kingdom, God remembers no sin about them. You know what? I love this. Therefore, because Jesus took my place in my sin and in the curses of my family and my life. No more condemnation because Jesus paid the redemption. Each of those statements said he paid the redemption. He paid the redemption. I will explain to you further in law by, by, by force. Let us look at the word redemption in legal terms so that you can have better understanding. He paid the redemption. Jesus paid redemption for sin. He paid redemption for curses. And so he says, therefore, there is no more condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. No more sanction against anybody who is in Christ Jesus. Who gives us our sanction? The devil. Demons of hell. They can have no power over you. He said, because through Jesus Christ, the law of spirit of life set me free from law of sin and death. There is the law of spirit of life. It rules in the kingdom of God. But the law of sin and death rules outside the kingdom of God. If you are not born again today, you are under the law of sin and death is the result. But if you are born again today, you are under the law of the spirit of life. One law cannot cross over the jurisdiction to another law. Each law has its own jurisdiction. The law of Satan has no power over those who are born of God. The Bible says God, you know, redeemed us from dominion of darkness and translated us to the kingdom of his son. And it's worth celebrating somebody. I say it is worth celebrating somebody. God is worth celebrating. Jesus is worth celebrating. What the law was powerless to do in that it was weakened by flesh. Jesus did karaboyantaha. Go back to that scripture, verse 3. Jesus did it. He did it by the cross. He did it by the cross. Lift up your voice and just worship him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The cross of Calvary. Yay. The cross of Calvary. Thank God for the cross of Jesus Christ. And no.
at all no money and died as a pauper but I have Christ I have more than the richest man of your time called Ian Moss 
Hallelujah. Daniel Musk. Musk. Okay. I don't know. I just know that I saw him on television. When the man said that he's expecting the coming of Jesus. In his interview. And I say I pray that he will know Jesus. Because of the cross. That song you're singing. Just give me the instrument. Give me the instrument. Boom, boom, boom. taking my place 
in the place of my sin so that I can become the righteousness of God. Thank you, Jesus, for coming to the world and taking my place in the place of curses so that Abraham's blessing may be mine. I believe in your death. I believe in your forgiveness. I I believe you paid the redemption for my soul. I receive you, Lord Jesus, in my heart as my Lord and my Savior. I surrender my life unto you completely. I will do your will. I will follow your ways. I am free from sins. I am free from curses. Thank you for blessing me. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' holy name. Put your hands together for the most holy God. If this is your first time of reading that prayer, those of you watching us along and in this auditorium, if you are in this auditorium the first time you made that commitment, when you are going out, you can stop at the, at the reception desk and just leave, give them your name. Just tell them, I gave my life to Jesus today. And those of you who are watching, contact us on the number that will be on the screen right now so that we can rejoice with you in my email. I will be able to directly contact you back. And the Lord strengthen and bless you. God bless you this morning. Please, let me see it. for the freedom he has given us in himself and we thank our father too for the expansion and expounding the word unto us further and I pray that as we have delved into the truth of this word the consciousness of it will continually ring in our lives so that we will fully live the life that we have received in Jesus name Amen. It's offering time. It's offering time. I want to read a scripture for us now. The Bible says in Romans chapter 8 verse 11 says, And if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal body through his spirit who lives in you. And because we have the spirit of God in us, the quickening of our bodies is not just limited to the physical quickening, but in every area of our lives, in our finances, in our acumen, in our intuition, and in the strength we have to walk to earn a living. So in realization of this and in thankfulness unto God, it is time now to offer our sacrifices unto God to say thank you. And in our giving, we are not just giving us in monetary terms, but we are also giving with the heart of thanksgiving. So I can we have the projection of the account details please? So as we are preparing our 
given for those of us who have the details already, I can see that we are already punching the numbers. And for those who would like to give physical cash by envelope, uh, the ushers are standing on the aisles. So we have two types of envelopes, the blue envelope uh, for those who, uh, it's for those of us who are within the tra tax threshold. And the green one is for those who are under the tax threshold. Shall we bow our head, please? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the privilege we have to be in you. We thank you for your spirit that lives in us, and we thank you for the life you have given unto us. Father, in obedience to your word and with thanksgiving in our hearts, we have come before you this morning to offer our thanks and to offer our offerings in thanksgiving. Thank you, Father Lord God, for the strength to earn a living. And thank you for the wisdom you have given unto us. In Jesus' holy name we have prayed. Can I invite us to please rise on our feet as the choir leads us.
And Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we thank you for the sight. We thank you for the liberty. And we thank you for the freedom. And this is the holy offering brought by your holy people, O Lord. We pray that your holy fire will come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we have prayed. Amen. Uh, Can we have our seats, please? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's lovely to experience God's freedom and to be reminded of that again and again and again. Is anyone joining us in this auditorium for the very first time? If this is your first time with us in Christ Faith Tabernacle, we'd like to warmly welcome you. Please raise your hand wherever you are in the auditorium. Let's see that hand up, please. Thank you. Please take one more. Please stand. Please stand. Indeed, you're welcome to Christ Faith Tabernacle, where the Lord Himself is building overcomers for tomorrow. Thank you very much for being a part of today's meeting. We trust that you've been blessed. In fact, we are convinced that you've been blessed, and we know that that which the Lord has poured out into your lives today will be permanent in Jesus' name. The ushers have given you a welcome pack. Within it, there is a form. Would like to request that you please complete that form and return it to the ushers before you leave the auditorium today. Thank you very much for joining us please be seated oh we thank God especially for those who are having Thanksgiving today yes there's a lot to be glad about there's a 70th birthday celebration there's there's 60th birthday celebrations there are 40th birthday celebrations there are five baby dedication Wow There's a 30th wedding anniversary, and there's a memorial Thanksgiving as well. Well, we give God praise and thank God for His goodness. And we welcome all those who are joining us today who have come to celebrate with those who are celebrating. The sound of rejoicing would not cease in your camps. I'd like to remind us that this evening we'll be meeting online. Our normal Sunday meetings, well, our normal daily prayer sessions, but on Sundays we do meet um, online, and that will be at 8 p.m. Please note 8 p.m. for prayer and communion on our normal link, Zoom, and it will also be on YouTube. We will be having communion after the time of teaching. Apostles just reminded us today or indicated that he will carry on the teaching and the ministration today online at 8 p.m. Please avail yourself the opportunity to be a part of that. Tomorrow evening here at the cathedral we'll be having the prophetic voice ministers meeting and it will be um, it's a meeting that we implore and encourage all leaders to attend. Please note that the 8 p.m. prayers would join around about 8 p.m. We'll then go live online as part of the day's 
prayer and session. On Tuesday will be JTA and it will be 7 p.m. at Bethesda. We'll be meeting at Bethesda and Bethesda building is 56 to 62 New Cross Road, London SE 14 5BD. And that will be at 7 p.m at Bethesda on Tuesday. On Wednesday, we'll be having Bible study online, and that will be at 7 p.m. Then on Thursday, it's Victory Night. It's amazing. The month of January is practically over. One-twelfth of the month. Now, if you've been setting targets for the year 2024, you've got only 11th, or, or is it 11th of a 12th of it left? Praise the Lord. Is that a correct way of saying it? Well, if not, I've made it up. Praise the Lord. I'm good at doing that now these days, aren't I? Now, first, second, third, on a daily basis, we'll be meeting here at the cathedral at 8 p.m. Thursday the 1st, Friday, sorry, it's victory night. Is it 7 p.m.? No, it's 8 p.m. Help. Have I gotten it wrong now? Is it 7? It's 8 p.m. It's victory night. Okay. Apostle said it's 7. Okay. Okay. Apostle will clarify. He will be the arbiter on this when he comes in to clarify. But I, I okay, if we're having, come what may. Praise the Lord. Victory night. Just what? Victory night, first, second, third. <laughs> yes? Praise the Lord. And then, of course, on Sunday, the first, or the first Sunday of the month, Sunday, 4th of February, we will have the service both at Bethesda and here at the cathedral um, at our normal, usual time. Now, can I also remind us that the month of February is the month of our 34th anniversary and divine intervention convention 2024 we've got no excuses because we've known the date since last year it's always the last week of the month of february and the and we it is expected that it's a month it's a covenant week for us and it's a season where we do need to ensure that we are not distracted in any shape or form we'll be having daytime sessions as well as evening rallies and evening conventions seminars and on each day that's running from monday the 26th of february in the evenings all the way through to Sunday, the 3rd of March, first Sunday of the month of March here at the cathedral at 10 a.m. There is a QR code that has just been put up. Um, please register in advance, specifically for the daytime sessions. It is important that if you're attending any of the daytime sessions, which would start on Tuesday morning, Tuesday the 27th morning will be the daytime session. If you're, if you're attending the daytime sessions, it is essential that you register in advance. Would encourage you to invite your friends and family to be a part of this season. This season also marks the period where it's 40 years since the Lord appeared to Apostle and gave him the commission. So we are expectant and we want to be participants, not spectators.
If you'd like to have a copy of the church calendar, please remember to link in with us by sending a text message, CFT community, including your first name and surname, to the text number, or phone number 79 Four seven five one two zero eight seven, and all the details of our programs for the year is available in the calendar. Finally, I'd just like to remind us that next week Sunday, after the service, Morning Stars and Jewel in the Crown, the next practice sessions would be taking place on Sunday, the fourth after the service. You're also welcome to enroll if you'd like to join those classes. The Jewels in the Crown and the Morning Stars are the young, the young musicians and the orchestra. And the Lord has been taking them to greater heights. So if you'd like your child to be a part of it, please register in advance. And you can join next week, Sunday, after the service. Well, it's celebration time. Yes? You've all got your dancing shoes. Well, if you don't know what a dancing shoes looks like, look at your neighbor and say, that looks like a, dancing, a pair of dancing shoes to me. Praise the Lord. I'd like to invite and welcome our Father, the Lord Apostle. Hallelujah. Song. It's your song we are singing. All right. I think Dr. Samuel should come and tell us the announcement for the... Uh, to complete what Pastor was talking about. Praise the Lord. So, next week, Sunday, will mark the first practice for the Jewels in the Crown and Morning Stars um, for all instrumentalists. And next week, Sunday, will also mark the beginning of the registration for all new entries to start in March. And I'll say that again. Next week, Sunday, marks the beginning of the registration for all new entries who would like to start in March. As well as next week, Sunday, there is a practice for all members of the Jewels and the Crown, and your teachers will be there to teach you as well. Have a bl- nice day today. Bless. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can I just add a little bit to what Pastor was saying? During this year's anniversary... Because, because of the significance of the year and also the prophetic word God has given to us during the seminars and the day, <clears throat> we'll be looking at 21st century leadership, the kind of leadership that is necessary to be able to navigate through all the complexities in the world now. For those of you who have aspiration to become CEOs in companies or you want progression in career, or those of you who are business people, we'll be looking into leadership challenges and enablers that you need to understand and apply so that you'll be able to achieve those successes. We'll be looking into um, how you can deal with wicked problems, you know, that will arise or that is arising right now. We'll look in context of globalization and look in context of narrowing it down to your, your challenges that you are facing. And it's, it's a meeting that anyone who is in business should not miss. The seminars in the day is going to be purely giving you tools that can progress you in career ambition and also in business. So please, let's make sure we keep that in mind. The program for that will come out next Sunday. By next Sunday, you can have a template of of the program. Well, we are so thankful to God today that um, we are having all these Thanksgiving uh, 
coming. Can I just say also, I see a memorial thanksgiving. Now, this is the rule. Whenever we do memorial, the way is this. You must look for something the church needs. And you meet up that need. Memorial is not to come forward and just dance and go. No, you must look for something in the, in the house of God. Usually what we do in Christendom is that we ask from the vicar, what are the needs that face the church? And you will contribute towards a particular need because that is a memorial offering. And those of you who also come out with people, make sure that you come with offering in your hand to give unto God, thanking God on behalf of that person. And this is how Thanksgiving ought to be. So we are going to call in everyone who was born in January. You also come out so that we celebrate you. Uh, Pastor Olubwebe, 70th. Hallelujah. I, they wrote here, Mommy Olubwebe. I think I say Grandma Olubwebe <laughs> because she's a grandma. But she's a minister of God. Then, uh, 60th anniversary, uh, uh, Sister Miofa and Dickness Omololizing it, Paul. And I have here um, Sister Adolfina Bogujoko for 40th. Did I call the name correct? Good. And then, baby dedication. All, let us put our hands together for women of real destiny. They made our year beautiful. They kicked off with our mean. It's number of grace. My, oh my. But they need to have meeting this year also early in t- on time. So that before, by my birthday, if they take off now, on my birthday I will have many children to celebrate. Amen. They should do, they should do a convocation. And then we have touch with an anniversary for Elder and Dickiness Ajigini. <laughs> my, oh my. The 60th anniversary, yeah, we've done that. And family of Pa Samson Adekoya Kashoro, 20th anniversary. When I saw this, I asked my wife, when did my father die? And she said to me, how many years? My father died 40 years ago. My father died in 1984. So it will be how many years this year? 40 years. Aha. So I too I will do my Thanksgiving. <laughs> and my mother, my mother died when? 8th of February. 91. How many years now 91? Eh? 32. All right, my mother died 32 years. Can't you understand? <laughs> I have a diary here. Who knows all the birthdays? I don't have to worry myself about date of birth or date of death and resurrection. I only, I only marry about resurrection. Hallelujah, somebody. Now, shall we rise up together and sing together with these families as we celebrate them today?
by my special request. You haven't finished dancing. Give me the second one. Give me the second one. see God here. Let me tell you something. I can see. How many months old? Three? Six? Three? Twenty something days. Not up to one month. So it's the beginning. Yeah, twenty something days. You are not up to one month too. And three, three, uh, three six three. Oh wow! And I can see. How old are you? 
Four. Wow. Yes, your mom is there. Grandpa is there too. And 40. 60. 60. How old are you, sis? 60. And 70. Can you see how they go? Now tell me if God is not here. I mean, you know, <laughs> sometimes we overlook these things. You see, the 70, the 60, the 40 started from here. And their journey of life, like that. Uh-uh. There is someone called God. And the Bible says it has not been the Lord who has been on our side. We thank God for the gift of life. Not every child see one month. Not every child reached three months or six months of four years of 40 or 60 or 70. And it is by the grace of God that we pass through our age. What a wonderful God we serve. Lord, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for these children that are born and they brought to the altar. It reflects our mind about you. And we thank you for those who have passed their 60s and all like that. It reminds us of our coming to you. But Lord, the days of our life have been numbered by you. And Lord, by your grace, we live every bit of it. And so Lord, anointing those children, beginning from the youngest one, in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. Three months. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Anointing the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And the six months. Anointing the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the child grew in knowledge. You will grow in knowledge. The Bible says, and the child grew in the Spirit. You will grow in the power of the Spirit of God. When you get to the age of reasoning, you will choose the path of Lord Jesus. As I have laid my hands on you, the anointing of God will remain over your lives. The powers of this age will never be able to touch you. I dedicate you in the temple of the Lord before His holy altar. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. You will fulfill the destiny that heaven has written concerning you. And as you grow older, according to the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9, the unfolding revelation of the mystery of your destiny shall be given unto you. Amen. You will prosper as a battle ask in the hand of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Father, Lord, I anoint this young man. The Spirit of the Lord that has been upon you will not depart from you. Amen. Today I speak in the name of the Lord. As you grow older, you will grow stronger in God. The mandate of heaven spoken over you on the day of your christening will be manifest. And may the Lord bless you with increased knowledge, understanding and insight. In Jesus' anointed name. Anoint your daughter. It's her 40. When Moses was first 40 years, he reigned as a, as, as a king, he was trained. Another 40 years as a shepherd, and 40 years fulfilled destiny. May the spirit of transition from heaven rest upon you. Amen. Now, your life transits into higher dimension. 
Everything written by God concerning you, I call them to manifestation. From the heavenly places, the Bible says that God had richly blessed us in the heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. I speak to the heavens of God to open up concerning you. Whatever has been your desire from the beginning of your life to this age that you are yet to attain, release upon it in the name of Jesus. You receive them in the name of Jesus. As you grow older from this age, may the Spirit of God come to God and direct you. You will fulfill everything God has ordained for you, for life and for godliness. I decree in the name of the Lord, we live your full lifespan. In Jesus' anointed name. The righteous shall be planted in the courtyard of God. They will flourish in the, in the, in the, in the in the, in, the, in the temple of our Lord to their old age they will bear fruits as you have climbed the ladder of old age may you continue to bear fruit I speak to your bones and organs to flourish in the name of Jesus Christ the covenant of God concerning this age be fulfilled over you he says I've been young now I'm old I've never seen the righteous forsaken the Lord God of heaven will not forsake any one of you and he says your children shall not beg for food your children will not beg for fruit the covenant of God for the righteous be fulfilled over your generation with long life, the Lord satisfy you. Lord, I pray for your daughter. Anointing the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And I decree that in this your old age, you will flourish. May the Lord refresh your bones and organs. May the Lord refresh your tendons. May the Lord grant you sound health. As you grow older, your mind will grow stronger. Everything that you desire in your life that yet to be fulfilled, I call them to fulfillment. In the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, I anoint your daughter. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. This age of seventy shall be the beginning of your rising. In the name of the Lord of hosts, I decree strength and health to your bones and your organs. When Moses was eighty years, he started the ministry. When Abraham was hundred years, he fulfilled covenant. I speak to you and everyone, none of you will see death until every covenant about you are fulfilled. May the Lord renew your strength. May the Lord empower your body and strengthen your bones and organs. May you live to see the peace of God the rest of your life. May you live to see the fulfillment of God's mandate concerning your life and concerning your family. I speak in the name of the Lord for every one of you. What you design your heart for God to do for you in this day. It is granted in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Lord, I pray for your daughter. May grace of God be multiplied over you. As you look forward to the redemption of your soul, may your feet never be shaken. May the one who has established you thus far continue to strengthen you. In Jesus' holy and anointed name. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, your son and your daughter are 30 in this journey. You who have strengthened them thus far, you will continue to guide and strengthen them. I remember the days of the little beginning. I remember when your daughter joined this house. When we're talking about the husband, I remember what you promised concerning him. Lord, I speak that the cord of your marriage will not be broken. Ecclesiastes chapter 9 verse 9 be fulfilled over you. This time, for your next 30 years, to be young as the Lord will enable your spirit and soul, may your feet never shift. As God has made you head of this house, may you increase in the head knowledge. 
And as you have been the guiding light of this family, may your light never wane. Amen. May you increase in prosperity of this earth, both for your, for your earthly and for your spiritual. Amen. Lord, I pray for your daughter. As you have sustained this family over these years, may the Lord strengthen your bones. You are the suitable helper. You have been helping. May you never cease in your position. Everything you need to uphold this home until the last days. When, if the Lord tarries, that both of you in your good old age will see your children's children and the time that you will depart will be able to say to your children and your children's children, He that told the Lord has led us. May you be continuously fruitful and succeed in everything you lay your hands on. May the blessings of God and His covenant be fulfilled over the children born in this family and over your children's children. In Jesus' anointed name we pray it. And Lord, this is a holy offering that is brought by your holy people. Let your holy fire come down from heaven and consume this holy sacrifice. May this offering in their hand be a memorial offering unto your great holy name. Now I turn to those who were born in January. You began the year for humanity. In the Roman calendar, I say, you will never be the end. None of you will be the least. You will always be on top. You will be the head and not the tail. As you remember this day and thank God for your birth, you will never have an occasion where you will curse God for your birth. You will never have an occasion where you will curse the day you were born. May the spirit of the most high that is in you never depart from you all your life. May the grace of heaven multiply over your life. May you go from strength to strength and victory to victory. May your portion never be wanting the land of the living. Whatever be the desires of your heart, we stand in Christ in God and declare them done. And I pray for everyone who is standing before the altar of God. As you have come to celebrate with people, celebration will never cease in your house. The Bible says, as time endures, seed time, and harvest time will not cease. Because you have sown a seed of thanking God for others. Before February ending, God will do something in your life that will cause people to celebrate you too. Celebration will never cease in this house. To the whole of this house I speak, may the Lord bless you. May the Lord increase you. In everything that he had promised, may you manifest. You'll be blessed in your coming in. You'll be blessed in your going out. You'll be blessed when you are sitting down. You'll be blessed when you rise up. You will receive the country blessing. You will receive the city blessing. The Lord will make you exceedingly prosperous until the dread of you will fall upon your enemies. May the Lord remember his promise for this year and fulfill over you all. So shall it be for you. With long life you shall, you shall spend your days in health. Everyone seek under my voice. I terminate illnesses. I cause disease to die in the name of Jesus. Sickness out in the name of Jesus. Pain go in the name of Jesus. Healing receive in the name of Jesus. By the blood of Jesus, infirmity, get out in the name of Jesus Christ. Receive the peace of heaven in your body. Thank you, Lord, because it's done. As we ask in Jesus' anointed name. Amen and amen and amen. Choir, please. Father, it will never. I have a father who will never ever fail me. Jesus is my father.
Are you the one who told choir to stop singing? I never know why the choir stopped singing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, the Lord will strengthen you all. Thank you for your patience today. And let me remind us, tonight we continue our prayer night. And of course, our home group in our different homes. And by the grace of God, before this January ends, you will have a testimony. The testimony of this house is not complete until your testimony is added. And I want to assure you that we are praying for you. A lot of people on an on hourly basis in Christ with Tabernacle are praying for all members of this house. All over the night in the day. And I believe very much in my heart our prayers are answered and you will have a testimony. And let's begin to really ask God concerning this new month. The Lord spoke to me to anoint people on Friday, overcomers, and every overcomers, I was instructed by the Lord this year to anoint everybody. But I will say to you, if you miss the overcomers night, don't miss the one in February. February overcomers is really the launching of our 24th anniversary, 34th anniversary. And tell your friends and families, the link to the prayer, send it to them. This very month will be different coming. And God will bless you. Shall we just put our hands together as we read the Lord's Prayer? Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is thy kingdom, thy power and thy glory, forever and ever. Amen. Look at someone beside you. Oh, lift up your right hand and let's read together Hebrews 13, 20 and 21. Now, may the God of peace that brought again from the dead, our Lord Jesus, that great shepherd of the sheep, through the blood of the everlasting covenant, make us perfect in every good work to do his will, working in us that which is well pleasing in his sight, through Jesus Christ, to whom be the glory forever and ever. And turn to someone and read together Second Corinthians thirteen fourteen. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you now. Surely, all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of God. Amen. May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May God send you help from his sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. May God remember all your sacrifices and accept your burnt offerings. May the Lord give you the desires of your heart and make all your plans succeed. We will all shout for joy when we are victorious and we will be victorious in every battle. We will lift up our banners in the name of our God. May the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, may he pour out his blessings upon you as he promised and open a book of remembrance concerning you. And may the God of Bethel who appeared to Abraham and to Jacob at Bethel, may he reveal himself to you in this season. In Jesus' anointed name we are praying.
there shall be shouts of blessing, it will fall in your house. According to our confession, God bless you and intercessors will meet here on Tuesday. We meet in New Cross. Oh, victory night is 8 o'clock. Pastor, Pastor, Tyo, Pastor Dr. Tayo says. Is that agreed by the House of Commons?